0: With continuity for this coaching staff in 2023, the question facing the Cincinnati Bengals is to go all in or not to go all in. Here's a two-part episode to break it down. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate all of you who make us your first listen and join that first listen club and everyone who's hit the subscribe button on YouTube, the follow button, anywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more at fanduel.com slash locked on. Visit today to get started. James, there is a question. With coaching staff continuity secured for the Bengals, and I don't think that necessarily is a huge factor here, but with all those guys back and knowing there's a, a clock or at least feeling like there's a clock on how much longer you have Lou Anarumo and Brian Callahan and Dan pitcher and Troy Walters and all these coaches who are interviewing for other jobs. You've got a little bit of time left on the Joe Burrow rookie contract. You've got time left on Jamar Chase's rookie contract. You have one more year of T Higgins rookie contract. A bunch of other guys also have dwindling time left on their rookie contract. Logan Wilson, certainly one of those names as well. And you've been to the AFC Championship game two years in a row. You lost the Super Bowl two years ago. You want to get over that hump. You look around the NFL, there's different ways to approach this. The Eagles certainly did some all in kind of things for their Super Bowl run. The Chiefs kind of went the opposite direction in some ways, but spent a lot of money the year before and certainly had huge cap hits this year. So there are a lot of questions here. We're going to cover them in two episodes. Questions like, should they go all in? Will they go all in? What's the history of the Bengals in recent history when they've been in this sort of situation with a quarterback on a rookie deal? What would it look like to go all in? But where it starts is, should they? What are the reasons that they should go all in and and do things a little bit differently heading into 2023?
1: The answer is yes. I'll answer Yes, yes, they should go all in. Why? Because uh, the great Kobe Bryant said it, banners hang forever. And if you get one, you get one. And I know they want to be sustained. And and Joe Burrow talks about that championship window being open his entire career. And he's right. I I don't anticipate the Bengals rebuilding with Joe Burrow. And despite what Patrick Mahomes thinks, the Chiefs were never rebuilding. uh, And I don't think anyone really said that or thought that. I certainly didn't going into the season, and yeah, they got rid of Tyreek Hill. But anyways, this isn't a Chiefs episode and how they built things. It's a Bengals episode. And when you mention that, should they, we're going to talk a lot about history over this two-part series that we're doing, the all-in series from Locked on Bengals. And I think back to that Andy Dalton, A.J. Green, Andrew Whitworth run from 2011 to 2015. and something Andrew Whitworth has talked a lot about, is how the the team never really went and got that extra piece. And look, this Bengals team, if they just keep it together and keep Chase and Higgins and Burrow together, they may just win one. I think they're that good. I think Jamar is a freak. I think he's different. I think Joe Burrow is the same. I think they're cut from a different cloth. And T. Higgins hasn't flinched once, being in, in huge, huge games, making huge, huge plays. So they may just carry you to one. But you see the the margin for error in these big games. They may have won the AFC Championship if they had drafted a punter, right? It, it's, it's that close. And well, so when it's that close, and I get it, I, you're against punter. Point is, is punting is no. an issue. It, and, and, but punting was an issue. We don't have to yes. go into a whole tangent here. Punting was an issue. <laughs> and there are 8,000 things. You can't things
0: bait me like that, James.
1: There there are 8,000 things that you could point to in losses and wins, but they, they're hidden when you win in losses with, with everything on the line. And so should the Bengals do everything they can, and we'll go over what that could be, but do everything they can to make sure that when Joe Burrow trots out there and the AFC championship game potentially or in the divisional round or – in the Bengals' next playoff game next season. He trots out there with the best chance to bring home a Lombardi to Cincinnati so we can see him and the Bengals celebrating and parading around downtown Cincinnati. Absolutely. Because they've never in the history of the franchise, and you can go back and look as much as you want, I'm not being a prisoner of the moment, they have never, never, ever, ever been in this position where they are a bona fide, legitimate Super Bowl contender year in and year out. And that's what they're going to be. With Joe Burrow, it's going to be like Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning, and they're going to be mentioned. They've already gotten one. They've It's going to be mentioned. But you want to bring it home. You, you want to bring it home. And, and the way to do that, I think, is to go all in. And that doesn't mean that it's going to impact your future in a super negative way where it's grim and you go 5 and 12 or something like that. And I don't mean that but that doesn't mean that that you can't go all in. And I I think we should discuss it because to me, there's no doubt that they should do it.
0: And there's the way that some teams go all in. And then there's the way the Bengals would go all in. And those things are different. Even if we were to stretch our imaginations, and we'll talk about this and and talk about how they could go all in the, the Bengals way, even if they did their version of all in, they're going to be okay. And and a couple of reasons. It's not
1: the Rams, for example.
0: Yeah. They're not going <laughs> to F them picks and, and trade an entire draft for Matthew Stafford to try to go. You know, they don't need to. They have the quarterback and they they have the most expensive and most difficult to acquire asset that NFL teams need. And so you don't have to trade up for a quarterback. You don't have to trade for a quarterback. You've got that. You've got solid rosters. You've got a bunch of drafts that have hit. And the other thing is you look ahead this year currently they're at 30 35 and a half million dollars roughly in cap space according to over the cap next year based on a projected cap of 256 million which is a 30 million dollar increase from 2023 to 2024 their cap obligations currently sit at about 140 million obviously those or, or Sorry, their, their total liabilities, their, their obligations are 115, leaving them with 140 in space. Obviously, those numbers change when you add a Joe Burrow extension, potential T. Higgins extension into the mix, potentially bring back Von Bell. But even after all of that, their 2024 cap space should still project to be very healthy. Even with those included, I've gone through the calculator on over the cap and I've looked at it. There's still over a hundred million in space projected for 2024 after some of those bigger deals. And obviously there's more to fit in. There's rookie contracts to fit in. There's guys to fill out the roster to fit in. Then in 2025, currently, these are the players under contract for the Bengals in 2025. And this will obviously change to include Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. But currently it's Sam Hubbard, Alex Kappa in the 2022 draft class. Hmm. That's it. So when you're talking about future cap obligations and worrying about the future cap health, th- those commitments aren't made right now.
1: You know what it sounds like? It sounds like they have options. What a beautiful time to have options.
0: That's part of it. They can go I mean, a number of different ways here. And, and when we talk about bunch. how they would do it, a lot of that a lot of those options come from exercising contract structures they haven't used in the past. Cutting players at times, they maybe wouldn't have done it in the past. Approaching free agency, perhaps a little bit differently than they would have done it in the past. And we have recent examples of this, right? And that's something that we can talk about. The the rookie contract of Andy Dalton, the rookie contract of Carson Palmer, and we saw how they approached those years. There's an article from Paul, from Paul Daner Jr. on Wednesday this week talking about talking to Mike Potts and Steve Radishovich and getting, getting their perspective on what the Bengals approach needs to be to sustain and those things weigh into to kind of give us some insight into what the Bengals might do. But there's a little bit more here as far as some, some history we can talk about, and what expectations should tell us about what the Bengals could do, and, and why they might split the difference things that are different now than they were in 2013. We can start to talk about some of those topics coming up next.
1: Today's show is brought to you by the number one protein bar on the planet, Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all of the fat and calories, and I got to be honest, I'm certainly in try to get lean mode right now after the season. That's what happens. You're on the road, you're traveling, you're not eating as healthy. Well, Built Bar helped me throughout the year, but I'm leaning on him even more right now to get a bunch of protein, low sugar, low calories, and you don't sacrifice taste because Well, they're covered in 100% chocolate. They taste great. And now they're easier than ever to get because you don't have to just go to Built.com to get your Built Bars. Of course, you can still go there at Built.com, but they're at your local Walmarts. They're at your local Sam's Clubs. And so maybe you want to pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puffs. You can do that at Walmart. Or if you're going to Sam's Club, grab a 13-bar box with flavors like brownie batter and churro. This is the number one protein bar on the planet. I've been eating Built Bar for years, long before you heard about them on this show. So try them today at Built.com or Walmart and Sam's Club.
0: Let's take a trip back in time. It's 2013, oh, wow. the 2012 Look season. Look
1: at you. Is just you ended. got a time machine? I didn't know. Jake Lisko has a time machine, ladies and gentlemen. It's wild. We're, Go
0: ahead. We're, we're all invited on this trip. It's 2012. The Bengals have just finished Andy Dalton's. Uh, that would be season. his second season with AJ Green. They've made two straight playoff appearances. They've got cost-controlled players all over the roster. They've got an offensive line. They have a second-round quarterback who's playing well. And they need to get over that hump. Different hump. Hump is winning a playoff game with Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton and A.J. Green and Andrew Whitworth and all those guys on that team at the time. Now that hump is winning a Super Bowl. It's a little bit different, but there are similarities. You've got a quarterback early in his deal. You've got cap space. And and going into that offseason, Bengals had $53 million of cap space, which mm-hmm. cap was much lower then. So $53 million now sounds like a lot. Then it sounded like a lot more. They didn't have a ton of their own guys as free agents. They had Michael Johnson. They had Andre Smith, Andre uh, Andrew Hawkins, Ray Maluga, Adam Jones, Pac-Man was a free agent. They were picking late in the first round. We talked about this draft, incidentally, earlier this week as well. And what did the Bengals do that offseason? They were continue believers and practitioners and build through the draft. Keep your homegrown talent. They kept, they kept Michael Johnson. They kept Pac-Man Jones Their big free agent signing, quote unquote, big free agent signing was James Harrison. And what they do the next year lost in the first round of the playoffs. Again, they had an opportunity there to do things a little bit differently, to be a little bit more aggressive. And they didn't, Go that route.
1: Mm-hmm. It's um, a couple things in one, obviously they're much different. They've approached free agency much differently. And so that to me shows the hope that they will be and continue to be more aggressive. And looking at that team, I still don't think after a couple of seasons, you knew exactly what it was. They probably should have beat the Texans in that 2012 playoff game. If, Dalton is about a yard, you know, he was about a yard and a half, two yards too long on an A.J. Green deep ball. That would have given them the lead, and uh, they end up losing that game, and that's a big what-if in Bengals history. But you still didn't really know, like, "Ah, is this, is Andy Dalton the guy? Is this, you know, it was just really weird. So we know Burrow's the guy. He's a top-five guy. He's everything you thought Carson Palmer was after the 2005 season but his knee injury came a year early before the team made the leap. And so expectations are as high as they've ever been. And so to me, I I think the franchise knows that. And that's what's going to be interesting here is the approach is certainly different than it was in 2013, but how different? Because you're right. There's still the history. There's still people that say, Oh, well, this, this ownership is, they're cheap. And I, I was on a, a radio station on, on what, was it Wednesday morning? Wednesday morning. And they were like, yeah, Mike Brown's known for being cheap. And I corrected them to a degree, but that is still out there. And so I think the next phase of this, it isn't paying free agents. They've done that. But... The next phase is the guaranteed dollars that they're definitely going to have to give to Joe Burrow, which they never give and haven't given to anyone, you know, where, where it's a ton of guaranteed money. They just don't do that, but that's kind of a given after that it's the restructures. It's the, the different things that that you could do, um, to, to potentially not keep the window open because I think it's going to be open, but to make yourself and give yourself every advantage possible and in the different moves you can make and you're right though history says one thing and until they do it until they continue down this path people are going to bring it up and say oh well you never really went all in from 2011 to 2015 you never really went all in during the Carson Palmer years and that was harder to do because they had some up and down years he had injuries mm-hmm. and you know there was a lot of questions it was just like a weird era of Bengals football that could have been really promising, and I think you play that 10 different times and probably ends up better most of them, but it didn't. And so this generation is going to be better. I'm confident in that, but is the franchise going to continue to move forward? I think that's a big question.
0: They have to do it sense. differently. You can't, you can't just draft and develop and sign you know a James Harrison, a guy at the end of his career, and I know that he was fine, Go
1: ahead. He was an awful fit. It wasn't a fit.
0: He, Mike he Zimmer hated okay, it,
1: but it wasn't Ma- a good fit. Mike Zimmer hated it at the time. I know that for a fact. They had Carlos Dansby in at the time and got scared away by his the money he wanted or whatever it was, and he went and was a Pro Bowler, and uh, and ended up signing a big deal the year after. I forget where he went. I think he went to Arizona for a year and then ended up in Cleveland for a few. But that was the guy to get. And one difference, to their credit, is, is the Bengals have hit on most of their free agents. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of it. But well, they need to continue to do it with less resources now, I think.
0: Yeah, there, there are a number of differences. But like you, you go back then, they needed a running back. They drafted Giovanni Bernard in the second round. Great. They have Vontez Perfect, but Ray Maluga was not necessarily the answer at the time. They lost Manny lost into free agency, so they go sign James Harrison. They brought Ray Maluga back. They drafted Sean Porter, and they missed a draft pick which tells you something about the margin of error for relying on draft picks because eh, it's something that we're going to talk about. When you rely on draft and develop and you miss in the draft, suddenly you're four years behind on your offensive line and you're trying to fix it for four years, which we've seen recently. Uh, They brought back Andre Smith that year. They franchised Michael Johnson. They brought back Robert Gathers in a contract that – that's one of the loyalty contracts that we saw them honor a little bit too long. Love Robert gathers as a player, but from a resource allocation perspective, could have done better. Wallace Gilberry was back. They re-signed Terrence Newman and, and Adam Jones, Pac-Man Jones. And I mean, it's just re-sign, 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 re draft. And there are worse things to do than re-sign your own players, but you can do both, especially when you have as much cap space as they had. And so that's something that you look at and and you think could be, could be a little bit different. Yeah. Right.
1: I, I agree. And so now the question is, because history says one thing at the top of the show, I said, yeah, they should. I think you agree, but will they? And I think that's the next phase of this discussion. Will they do it? Given this new iteration, given the changes that they've certainly made over the past few years, the aggressiveness they've had in free agency, all of those things, will the Bengals go all in? Yes, we're hammering that phrase uh, over the next couple of days here on Locked on Bengals. We will discuss that next. Today's show, though, is brought to you by FanDuel. And the NBA trade deadline has come and gone. And what does that mean? Well, that it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So if you want to wager on Kevin Durant and the Suns, maybe you think that LeBron James and the Lakers are going to turn things around and make a postseason run. Well, you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, threes made from prop bets to uh, straight-up money lines, and, and so much more. FanDuel has a ton to offer. So don't miss the chance to get... Your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the
0: NBA. The past few years, the Bengals have done things differently in free agency. DJ Reader, Trey Henderson, Trey Wayne's got huge contracts. Lel Collins, te- well, I should start with Alex Cap and Ted Karras, day one signings, the first signing announced in 2022's free agency, and then the, the courtship with Lel Collins, they were spending money. The, the identification and signings for Chidobe Awuzie and Mike Hilton, finding value, they were crushing it in free agency. This is something they haven't done before. Mike Brown reportedly, by all accounts, by all indications, less active in terms of day-to-day operations and and decision-making than he used to be, handing over increasing amounts of that work to other parts of the front office. Duke Tobin, Katie Blackburn, and and the rest of the people working at the top of the organizational uh, chart. But now you're at a point where And this goes back to Paul Denner Jr.'s piece where he talked to Steve Radicevich and Mike Potts. They're they're trying to sustain. They've built this team that's been to the top of the NFL or near the very top of the NFL in the playoffs two years in a row. They've Mm -hmm. obviously got some free agents this year. And, you know, you read these quotes, and we'll read a couple of them. You start to see a little bit of the old philosophies Draft, draft and develop and, and keep your own guys. Okay, so let's start with one by Steve Radicevich. The last couple of years we've been able to add in free agency where we were missing guys and add some depth, add starters through free agency. Now it's going to be keeping our guys, sustain the roster we have, then build through the draft and waiver claims. Mike mm-hmm. Potts adding similar sentiments. It's more just the cap situation in terms of maybe we can't go out and afford those high dollar free agents or as many of those as we would have, if there wasn't going to be certain players that will eat up a good chunk of the cap. And he's not wrong. That puts an emphasis on retaining our own guys and keeping that chemistry in the locker room going. You're going to have Mm -hmm. to make some tough decisions here and there. And I mean, what did we just talk about? The margin for error that leaves you, if you're not getting better, you're losing some guys because you can't keep everybody and and you're not replacing that stuff. You have to put so much pressure on the draft.
1: And they're drafting later than they ever drafted in that Dalton mm-hmm. era. And and that's the other part of it. And get used to it because Joe Burrow isn't going to have you drafted fifth. All right. I know he did after his rookie year. Guess what? You wouldn't have even been in the top 10 had he stayed healthy. You would have won a, a couple more games and and been in trouble when it comes to adding a talent like Jamar Chase. So that's the the aspect of it. I don't think you can necessarily bank on the draft the same way. And it's it's going to be about evaluating free agents, much like they have, and finding the good values. I agree. They're not going to go get an Alex Kappa this year or a DJ Reader or it, it, obviously no Trey Waynes, even though corner could be a need. There's no Trey Hendrickson coming down the the pike when it comes to to free agency. I understand that. And I think all all of our listeners understand that. But it's also a Bengals team that has been great for two seasons, been to -to back-to-back AFC championship games. Joe Burrow is one of the biggest stars in the game. Jamar Chase, the locker room culture, all of those things. This is an attractive destination now. And that's the other part of this where you have an entire coaching staff that's together that's been great at, along with the scouting department, identifying free agents that would fit and work here in Cincinnati. And now you're a destination. I still think they can add. Now I get down playing it to Paul and, and not saying, Oh, well, because they're not going to get these, these super high dollar guys, but that doesn't mean you can't add that way. And they should always every off season, be in the mix for a veteran or two. That, that could be a difference maker, that we look at and we talk about and react to like, oh, man, they added insert whatever. And it might not be a star, but it might be a slot receiver, or it might be a running back, or it might be a pass rusher, or it might be an offensive lineman. See how I tried to push offensive line down because I knew people were waiting for me to say it. That was by design. The point is, is I, I think that they can still add a little bit and find ways to do that. And that's the fun part about the all-in conversation is there's a bunch of different ways for this Bengals team to do that and continue to add and continue to not just prop that championship window open by keeping Burrow and Higgins and Chase, but maybe taking the window out. So the championship window, there's just a breeze coming through always and and there's nothing blocking it. And uh, the the way it's been really windy the past couple of days in Cincinnati, I think people would enjoy that, that nice little breeze.
0: And to, the, to, to their credit here, they don't really yet know what budget they're going to be working with, looks like. You kind of need the Joe Burrow domino to fall. And, and then you know what you're spending this year, what that does to your cash, where those cap hits are coming in the future. That will inform what they're doing. And also, to their credit, they've done a great job in recent years of finding value. We just talked about the Mike Hilton, yep. the Von Bell signings, the Shinobi Awuzio signing, Eli Apple, even. I, I know that he's not been, you know, a lockdown corner, but for his price, you're getting. What was value. it $5 million over two years? Something like that. It wasn't, like, I mean, it was vet men one year, right? And, yeah. then, a, and then last very year. Very modest four. deal. The next. Yeah. So like you credit them for that sort of thing. They've been great at that. And there's no reason that can't continue, even if they do feel like they're constrained by the cap, maybe the Alex Kappa signings aren't there, but they do need to figure something out at right tackle. The other thing that uh, Steve Radishovich points out in this Paul Dana piece, and I don't want to spoil the whole thing. You should go read it on the athletic uh, and I'm not spoiling the whole thing, but another very interesting quote from Steve here is talking about those one-year prove-it deals a la hayden hurst the the guys who you know free agency didn't go quite the way they wanted it to go their market didn't materialize it's late in the market now they want to try to win a championship and he said uh, he sees it happening a little bit more because it's a route where we're heading adding guys who want to come and we're not going to be able to break the bank on some of these additions so you know again there's this theme of we can't break the bank in free agency but also there's something of an expectation at this point that yeah, we are a really attractive destination right now. We are competing for Super Bowls. We do have that continuity. We do have that quarterback. We have shown that stability in recent years. We are hitting on free agent signings. We are hitting in the draft right now. Why wouldn't players like Hayden Hurst come here and try to get that championship this year? And you and see that happening all all around the league too.
1: No doubt. And that's that's where Burrow comes in right with the 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 cookies and crackers meeting with Lyle Collins or whatever the case is, right? You have him help where he can and even more so now because they there really isn't a question now about the Bengals. They've established themselves as one of the AFC's best teams, one of the NFL's best teams, and I think that's the expectation for the foreseeable future. After that Super Bowl run, I think there were at least some questions. There aren't any more, really, well, when it comes to that I, will they win a championship? I don't know. But I, I think they've shown that they're one of the best teams in the NFL. So, yeah. Why would you not want to come here and ring Chase? That's uh, that's a position that I don't think they were truly in during no. the Andy Dalton era at any point. No. And they could have gotten there with Carson Palmer. But, it, like I said, it was just a really weird set of circumstances that, that went wrong in a variety of ways, which we don't need to revisit. So, it's uh, unprecedented territory, and I think it's going to impact who they end up keeping and certainly who they end up bringing in this offseason NBA. and
0: beyond. And so one of my other takeaways here before we get out of the well-day conversation and transition to the next episode, and in the next episode, we're going to talk about you know, what could it look like? The what could it look like is making moves to free cap space up where it's not efficiently spent, making moves to, to restructure contracts, to structure contracts differently. And I don't get the sense reading these quotes from the Bengals head scouts that there's a huge appetite for that. But when you look at what they have coming up in their cap situation, and I was talking to lockdown Vikings host Luke Braun about this on Twitter, just in a random conversation, he's like, they got all their coaches back. They can do whatever they want. They have all this cap space. They can go build a super team, but they would have to do things differently. Accomplish that. And until we see that, James, I don't know if I will believe that they have the appetite to restructure contracts. Not that they've set up contracts to even be restructured, but there are a couple that they Mm could restructure to save a little bit of money this year and push some money into this year's cap window. And at at the expense of a little bit of money next year, where the cap's going to continue to go up. So Again, this is something that I'll believe when I see when they start structuring these contracts in this way, when they start restructuring deals, and I'm not sure they'll do that. So their version of what All-In might look like might be different from the way some other teams in the NFL, the Rams, uh, the Saints, the Buccaneers might have done it in recent years. And there's Which a lot is to fine. talk about there too.
1: Yeah. By the way, I'm fine with that, but you're right. There's a lot to talk about. We could talk about it on episode two.
0: Yeah, and we'll continue this conversation. The The questions are, what does it look like? How could they go about doing it? What would the potential results be? And we'll get into some of the how could it look conversation in the next episode here on Locked On Bengals. So make sure you come back tomorrow as we finish this conversation up. And until then, thanks for listening. Hude, and have a good one.